You're listening to the Weekly Parsha Podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh, Israel 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's and We have two Parshas together. And one of the central themes as we come to the close of Sefer Bamidbar is the the fact that the, the, the people of Israel, Klal Yisrael, is standing at the cusp. They're standing on the threshold of walking into Eretz Yisrael. They're about to be manchil. They're about to be to inherit the land. The Pasuk tells us in Pashas Maseh, Hashem says to Moshe as follows, Command the people of Israel and say to them, you are coming to the land of Canaan. This is the land that shall be yours to inherit, that shall fall to you for inheritance. The land of Canaan in its boundaries. And I'd like to share with you <coughs> beautiful thought. Actually, it's interesting because I was thinking about this recently. Birkas Hamazon. You know, we're in the time we're in the time of the three weeks we mourn the temple, the loss of the Beis Hamikdash, the loss of our <clears throat> national sovereignty, the loss of Yerushalayim, the loss of Jerusalem, the loss of our <clears throat> intimate relationship with Hashem, and the loss of our ability to do so many mitzvahs, so many commandments, which we can only do in Eretz Yisrael, which we can only do in the Beis Hamikdash. 613 commandments of the Torah, we only have maybe 200 that we're able to do today. We're missing... Half, more than half of the Torah is missing. Trumas and Maestras we could do today, Midr Abonan. We, we have an opportunity, of course. We're going to, of course, talk about the importance of living in Eretz Yisrael. But it's the three weeks, so we're talking about, we're thinking about what we're missing. What we're missing, we're mourning. If we don't mourn properly, then we don't appreciate what we're missing, and we don't properly try to get back what we're missing we don't move forward towards Geula. We don't move and, and open our eyes and hear the shofar is already sounding. Hear the sound of the shofar already. We don't see that Hashem has already raised that flag of Am Yisrael. We can't recognize it even though we're deeply into the process. Perhaps a hundred years into the process. But we need to know what we're missing in order to understand what we have now. And where we're headed. Major says like this, And we're going to see, is such an interesting thing, which I noticed recently, and I want to bring to your attention, because we can, we're, we're, we're benching all the time. We eat bread, we bench. We see Birkas HaMozoin, we see grace after meals. And it includes a very important topic that we're constantly saying, but we may not have noticed that we're saying we may not have appreciated it, but we say it every day whenever we eat. Whenever we recognize that Hashem has given us the food that we're eating. Halacha says the Medrash, If you think about it, so in Birka Samazain, the first bracha is just about the food. Thank you, Hashem, for the food. The second bracha doesn't just thank Hashem for the food. We bring the positive, Echalta. You will eat, you'll be satisfied, and you will bless. Hashem, your God, for the land that He's given to you. 
right? So there is an intimate connection between Parnassah and Eretz Yisrael. It's very interesting to me that perhaps the um, there are other reasons why people feel that they're not ready to move to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel, but one of the main things that people are concerned about is Parnassah. But it's very clear from benching that the Parnassah that we have is linked to the land of Israel. But what did they say before they got to the land of Israel? They were in the wilderness for 40 years. They had to bench. They had to thank Hashem for the food. They only said one bracha, the first bracha, which is, thank you Hashem for the food. Once the Jewish people entered the land of Israel, so now we can thank Hashem not just for the food, but for the the place, the, the physical land through which Hashem sends us the food. So we started to say the second bracha, which is, thank you Hashem for the land and the food that's produced by the land. And as we'll see soon, it's not just about it's not just about the food. It's interesting that we say it with the food. Misha once the base of English was destroyed, once the Jewish people were sent into Gullus, into exile, after the first temple, Hosifu So they added the third bracha, which is Rachem Have mercy on, on the Jewish people and on Jerusalem. Bring us back, rebuild Jerusalem, which doesn't just mean, it does mean what's already happened. As I said, we're far along in the in the Tahalich, in the Ikvis of the Mashiach, in the footsteps of Mashiach, we're far along. We have Jerusalem, but what are we missing? We're missing the Temple in Jerusalem. We're missing the Beis Hamikdash. We're missing Karbonis. We have many mitzvahs that we can do. Shemitah, Chumais, Maisris, these, these, the sabbatical year, the special tithes, we can do them already. But we're still missing all of the Karbonis. So we said, which is interesting. You also need to understand, I'm not going to get into it this time, but you need to understand the connection between the Haruge Betar. Betar is a city in, in, in Israel today. After the Second Temple was destroyed, Betar was the last holdout of many Jews. People lived there, tens of thousands of Jews lived there. The Romans came and slaughtered them all. And miraculously, their bodies for months, were not buried, and the bodies remained intact. They, they didn't decay. And the sages, in, in reverence of this amazing miracle, they, made, they, they were masak in the fourth bracha, that Hashem does good and continues to do good. He hasn't, just because He sent us into exile doesn't mean that He's no longer with us, heaven forbid. Right, the entire Torah, and the parshas that we're reading, which we're on the, as we said, we're on the cusp of entering the land of Israel, speaks about the beauty of Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. Avram Avinu was on his way there. Moshe Rabbeinu loves the land of Israel. He wishes he could go. Kalal Yisrael is on their way. They're ex- they're, they leave the, the Exodus. They, are, they exit from Egypt, and they're on their way to Eretz Yisrael, to the land of Israel, for 40 years. Of the brachas that we say, interesting, what, what's the most, if I would ask you, what is the most uh, beautiful, most beloved blessing of the four blessings that we say after we eat bread? What would you say? So the measure tells us the most beloved one is the bracha, the second bracha, which praises the land of Israel. The food that's produced by the land of Israel is so 
delicious, the grapes of Eretz Yisrael, the tomatoes of Eretz Yisrael, the oranges, Jaffa oranges. This is what our sages say. If you didn't mention these things, you're not going to fulfill your obligation. You have to mention the, the land, the food, Eretz Chemda. What a, a desired land, a land that everybody wishes they could have. As we'll see, it's not only Jews that would like Eretz Yisrael, we're going to see that the nations of the world also, they're, they're chalashing, they're chalashing to have Eretz Yisrael. It's a desired land. Uvris, we mentioned the fact that how did Avram Avinu merit to have the land of Israel? It was through the bris, the circumcision. V'toyrah, and through the Torah, we have to mention the Torah. The Torah is not completely fulfilled, as the Mephorshim here explained. Right? When you're in Chutz arts, when you live outside of Israel, you can't properly fulfill the Torah. You're missing so many commandments. You're missing hundreds of commandments. V'chaim. And life. Interesting, right? We mentioned the, the, all of these concepts in that bracha. If you didn't say all of these concepts, Now, you're not going to be Yitzah without saying these ideas. So, what, what is Eretz Chemda? What's this idea that, that the land of Israel is a desired land? So, the Eitzhazev explains that Yeshua was the one who wrote the second blessing, the blessing of thanking Hashem for the land, the land of Israel. Why did he write this? Because Yoshua saw that Moshe wished, he had such a, such a love for Eretz Yisrael, such a desire for the land of Israel. He saw his chemda, his desire for the land. He wanted to get in there. Right, the, the Avais, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, we know Yosef made the brothers promise to bring his bones to the land of Israel. All of the tribes, the, the twelve, uh, progenitors of Klal Yisrael, Twelve sons of Yaakov, they all had their bones brought to the land of Israel, are buried in the land of Israel. You can go to their graves today. They all had a desire for the land of Israel. When Yoshua perceived this, when he took this to heart, he established the second bracha. He wanted us to remember this is, this is something that we always, whenever we eat, whenever we have food, whenever we get sustenance from God, reminder, Eretz Yisrael is so that's the place where we belong we love this land I, I gotta get there, we have to go there we have to be there, we have to live there we have to wish that we could be there we have to wish that we could be in the land of Israel Eretz Chemda I'd like to also read to you from the Eretz if he says we also have to mention Bris, as I explained this already. When Avram Avinu had his circumcision, that was when Hashem made a covenant with him that he's going to receive the land of Israel. So the Bris itself is another reminder. Eretz Yisrael is where we belong. We need to mention in the second bracha Tarish and Rabbi Yitin Lahem Artsis Goyim, where Yishmur Chukavisaraisvinseru. We need to mention Tarish because in order to fulfill the Tarish properly, we can't do it in Chutzlarts. We cannot fulfill the Tarish properly outside of the land of Israel. 
We also find, why do we mention the bris, the circumcision? Because as soon as they came into Israel, Yoshua had to make sure that all the Jews were circumcised. They weren't circumcised the entire time in the wilderness. They didn't know when they were going to move. It was dangerous. But the circumcision is that which entitles us to the land of Israel. And there are those who say that that's what entitles, in, in the time that we were not present in the land of Israel, it entitled the Yishma'elim to the land of Israel. Okay? So we need to have bris. We need to talk about Eretz. And then we talk about Torah. The Torah is not complete, except for in Eretz Yisrael. As long as we're in Chutzlar, so as long as we remain outside of the land of Israel. And people have said to me, what, it's not the Golis and the exile in Israel? Of course, it's still, we are not in the Yumeis HaMashiach, we don't have a Beis HaMikdosh, but we are missing, there are mitzvahs that we cannot do outside of Israel, and we can only do in the land of Israel. And I saw that someone is trying to sell pieces of, you can own a piece of land, even though you live in somewhere in America or in Europe, you can own a piece of land in Israel and thereby get the mitzvahs. That's not in my opinion, <laughs> what the Torah's intent is uh, to cheat and to own a piece of land in Israel. Living in Eretz Yisrael, we're not properly keeping the Torah without it. Okay? That's what it says. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chaviva Eretz Yisrael Says Hashem The land of Israel is more precious to me than any other place. I was the one who checked it out. I went, as the Mephorshim explained, I passed over the entire land from one end to the other to make sure that every single square inch, square meter, excuse me, of the land is good and that it produces good fruits. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us, This is the land. This is the land that I went over. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's the best land in the entire world. Hashem wants this land. Hashem desires this land. And we, as the Medrash says, are supposed to desire this land. And we say it every day in our benching. Hashem wanted this land. It's the desired land. You gave it to our forefathers. It's here for us. It's here for us. Now, that's the, the main part of the Medrash, speaking about benching, but the Medrash also says something amazing. Besides for the fact that it's a land that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, and therefore we are to want, we are to desire, we are to feel, this is where we belong. Meshach goes on and on speaking about the 31 kings, 61 kings that were in the land of Israel that had to be vanquished in order for us to, to return to the land of Israel. Now the Meshach says, 
that years later, years later, Sisra, in the times of Sisra, right? This is this is a long time after the Jewish people, the conquest of the Jewish people into the land of Israel, the Israelites, whom are they were our forebears, right? So what happened? The 61 kings, the 31 and the 31, I'm not getting into that, but there is 30, two sets of 31 that were killed in the time of Yoshua. They were vanquished, they were conquered. But they came back. They were killed again. There were 31 that they were that they, that they, uh, it seems, I'm not sure exactly what this is saying. It seems like there was 31 that were killed and 31 that didn't get killed until the time of the sister they came back and they fought again. And then they were killed in the second round. Second round, a few hundred years later. Lama, why did they come? Why did they fight? Why did they think that they would, uh, what, what did they want Eretz Yisrael for? Just, you know, the Jews conquered it. Why do you want Eretz Yisrael? Why do the Arabs want Eretz Yisrael? Why does why does Iran care? Why what do they care? Why do they want why do the Arabs want to stake claim to this land? So Major says something very interesting and very uh hard to understand. Lama They wanted to drink water from the land of Israel. Thirty-one kings said to Sisra, "We'd like to come with you. We want to fight. We want to capture the land of Israel because we want the waters of the land of Israel." What happened? They hired all kinds of kings and armies to help them. They said, "Look, we don't. We don't want to be paid." We're not interested in being paid. We're coming for free. We're going to fight this battle. We want to fill our bellies with the water of the land of Israel. We want the water. The Apostle in Shaftim, Parakei, Pasigutes, chapter 5, verse 19 of Judges. It says, they, they came for the waters. They were not interested in money. There's nothing more beloved. The nations of the world want the waters of Eretz Yisrael. Again, we need to understand what that means, but let's just read it till the end of the Medrash. Hashem says to Moses, Yes, the land is beloved to me. Pasik says in Devarim, this is the land that Hashem is constantly seeking. The Jewish people, the people of Israel, they're beloved to me. Pasik says and speaks about the love of Hashem for us. Shem says, I want to bring my beloved people into the land that's so beloved to me. And this is our Pasuk in our Parsha. You are coming to the land of Canaan, this beloved country, this beloved place that not only do I love, Hashem says, but the nations of the world desire it too. Okay, so 
So I gave you a few reasons. You know, Hashem loves Eretz Yisrael. Hashem promises us that there's so much good in this land. Endless, endless good. Hashem, there's Hashkacha Pratis. And I think that's really the, the side. And it's interesting, there's no Muforshim here on this section that talk about the waters. What's this waters that they want? What are these waters that they want? But I think that the reason that there's no explanation is because it's so pushed. It's so simple, so obvious. The waters, the, the, of what is the waters? Water is that which gives life. Water is the most fundamental need of a human being in order to remain alive, in order to have sustenance. And the sustenance of the Jewish people is our relationship with Hashem. And it, and, and it comes mikoyach hataira. I want to point that out. We said that it has to be, you have to talk about the food. You have to talk about the desired nation. You have to talk about the bris. You have to talk about the circumcision, which means control of our, our physical taivas, our, our desires. But it also talks about taira. And it talks about life. Right? Taira schaim. The taira of life. The taira is the water. It's the thing that gives us life. It's the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's unique. We can't fulfill it. What does it mean that when we say the Torah is not complete when we're not in Eretz Yisrael? It means that our relationship with Hashem is not complete. We can't do all of His dictates. We can't fulfill His will completely. When we're not in the land of Israel, well, yeah, we might be able to pull shtick and, and do some kind of trick. Like they, like they add for Osher Ad. No tricks. No shtick. You want to know how you have a, a, a relationship with Hashem? You want to know how you keep the Torah properly? There's only one place. It's only here. It's only in Eretz Yisrael. Trumois, Maishas, Shmita. You can't do it outside of Israel. Beis HaMikdash. Which Shemir Hashem will be soon. We're, we're headed in that trajectory. We're on our way. We can't do the Torah. We can't have that complete relationship. And even a guy... Even the Arab says, hey, this belongs to me. I have a bris. I have a circumcision. I fulfill the word of God. They have a little bit of a different version of what the word of God is. Just a little. I have. I believe that I'm the one who has access to the Harabayas, to the Holy Temple. They call it Al-Quds, which means Hamakom HaKadosh, Quds, Kadosh. They recognize where is the water. Tzion is the source of Torah. Tzion is the source. Jerusalem, Israel, is the source of relationship with Hashem. It's the source of waters. That's what they wanted. Eretz <laughs> Canaan? Why is this the land of Canaan? They also recognized. They perverted it. But they recognized that the source of life, the source of Parnassa, real Parnassa doesn't just mean being able to live doesn't just mean paying my bills. The real source of Parnassah is having a relationship with Hashem, having a spiritual life. The source of that is Beis Hamikdash, Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. It's temple. It's the temple. It's the land of Israel. It's the relationship that we have with Hashem through the land of Israel. In Chutzlar, it's, it's very, I shouldn't say very, it's easier. It seems easier to get money. But the truth is that it's a disconnect. It's a disconnect from HaKadosh Baruch Hu when it's easier. The Taira, the Beis Hamikdash, 
the land of Israel. These are the places that remind us every single day. We say this in our benching. It's through the land, it's through the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God. It's through the tithes, it's through the Shemitah that we connect to Hashem, we connect to the waters. That even the Umasan, the 31 kings, they desire, they don't want any money, they just want that water, they just want that at a deep, deep level. Their soul is wishing for that water, the unending waters of Eretz Yisrael, which is the, truly the connection with HaKadosh Baruch with Hashem, which is the source of our sustenance. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. That Hashem should help us to remember every single time we bench, every single time that we say these words, Hashem should help us to remind ourselves, Eretz Chemda, where do we belong? What is the place of desire? What is Hashem, where's the land that Hashem loves? Who is the people that he loves? And he's trying to bring us back. That shefer is blowing. There's a sound. The sound is, Hey, my children, come back here. That's the shefer, come back. Shem help us to hear that sound. We need to hear it. We need to realize that it's already blowing the shefer. The sun nays. Raise up the flag. The banner is waving. Eretz Yisrael, this is where the Jew belongs. Do we hear that? Do we recognize how beloved we are to Hashem? How beloved Eretz Yisrael is to Hashem? And how much, how important it is for us to be here? Hashem should help us to recognize how much He loves us. And how He's calling us back to the land that He loves. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.